0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Destiny. Won't you all please stand so we can go into prayer. I want to ask you all to do something a little bit different today. Um, As we were praying before service, um, you know, I just thought about, you know, I was going to stay down here just off of the stage because I don't want eyes to be on me. This is not about me. This is about us going before God and just opening ourselves up to him before service. So I'm going to ask you to pray with me this morning, not just hearing me, but I'm asking you to pray with me. So Father God, we just thank you this morning. We glorify you this morning. We praise you, God, and we thank you that we have another opportunity to come into your house, to freely worship you, to freely praise you. We know that this is a great gift that you have given us because we have brothers and sisters who are under constant threat and under constant condemnation for their praise and their worship and for their love of you. So we thank you and we recognize this great gift that we have, being able to come in here on a Sunday morning, on a Tuesday night, on a Monday night, any day of the week and just lift our voices and learn and study and, and come into greater communion and fellowship with you. So, Father God, we thank you for this privilege. We thank you for this house, Father, that has been planted in this season, in this place, on this land, and we thank you, Father, that it is a beacon of hope and a beacon of light where you are lifted high, and your word says when you are lifted high, you will draw all men unto you. And I thank you, Father, for that shining light that is going up as the cloud Let the children of Israel, as the pillar of fire Let the children of Israel. I thank you, Lord, that you will call your children from. In the north the south the east and the west and they will come in they will be fed they will come in they will be nurtured they will come in and find safe harbor and refuge father and I thank you lord that it won't just be within the four walls of this building but once they come in and receive they will go out into the world and they will say look at who I have found I have a savior for you I have hope for you I have peace for you and you can have it for yourself it is an absolutely free gift there No prerequisites other than just to say yes thank you father that you have given us hearts and minds and mouths to say yes and we say yes to you on this morning we say yes to you on this morning lord have your way in us, through us, with us. And I thank you, Father God, for increased expectations of who you are, of what you desire to do in us and through us and in this earth, Father God. Increase our expectations. Let us be more excited about coming into the house and not just hearing a word, but being able to give a word to someone in need. Let us change our expectations from just being fed to actually feeding someone else and giving them the fruit that you have so lavishly made available. to us, Father. We thank you, oh God, for this day. We praise you, oh God. We lift your name on high, oh God. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, oh God. We love you. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. If we had 10,000 tongues, we could not praise you enough but we will give all that we can give unto you. We will never hold anything back because no rock on this planet will ever cry out for us. We thank you, Father. We praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way in this place on today. We thank you for the word that is coming forth. We thank you for His, for the pastor's tongue to be loosed. We thank you, Father God, for the edification of the body, for the exhortation of the body, and for the teaching and the equipping of the body that shall come forth. And I thank you, oh God, that when we he speaks and we hear and the word begins to change us on the inside, we don't just let it stay here in this building. We don't let the change. Stay in us, but we take it out into this world and we bring hope, we bring peace, and we take back territory for the kingdom of heaven. We thank you, oh God,
1: hallelujah, Lord,
0: hallelujah. We don't come to play church, we don't come to play church, oh God, we come to be the church in this building and in this earth, oh God, and we take back territory, we go out and we teach. We go out and we provide shade. We go out and we provide fruit to those who are hungry. And we thank you, O God, that we make introduction to you, the one who can change every situation, the one who can turn every heart, O God. We thank you, Father, for this great honor, this great privilege, and this great opportunity. We praise you, O God. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Let our hearts be prepared for this time of praise and worship. We thank you for toil soil that has been tealed even before we came in this morning. We thank you, Father, that on our way in, we're praising you and rejoicing you. On our way in, in our cars, we're talking of you and your goodness and your greatness. In our homes, we are doing the same. On our jobs, every opportunity that you present to us, when you open up a door for us to minister with walk right in without trepidation without hesitation but we boldly declare your word wherever you give us opportunity to we thank you oh God hallelujah have your way oh God have your way father we thank you Lord we thank you father I just pray your peace your protection your love your mercy we thank you over this place over all of those listening and those who will listen in the future we thank you oh God We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen.
1: holy. We can't say that enough. We cannot say that enough to you, Lord God. You are above everything in this entire universe. You are above everything and you are so holy.
2: just saying holy and, you know, I kind of, I didn't really feel like worshiping. It's kind of weird. I don't know if there's anybody in here today that maybe has, maybe you're feeling like that right now. I don't really feel like worshiping. I don't really feel like saying holy. You know, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit reminded me, oh, am I a God of your feelings? Or am I the God of the universe? Am I the great I am? Am I Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha? Who am I? What did he tell Moses? I am who I am. And I'm here to tell you this morning that your God is holy. Whether you feel like it or not, he is holy. He is big, he is great, and he is mighty. I was talking to one of my brothers this morning. We were just talking about spiritual warfare. And all that happens when you open your mouth. When you start to open your mouth, even when you don't feel like it. Even when you're going through hardships. Even when yesterday or maybe this morning somebody cut you off. But when you start to declare, God, you are holy you are good you are the king of kings see something starts to happen something has to happen see heaven starts to agree with you actually you start to agree with heaven and then what happens is you start to agree with the elders and see the elders are saying holy 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 and when you start to say holy 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 the earth starts to shake the heavens start to shake pastor kevin but i don't really see any different i don't see nothing it's not about your feelings it's not about what you see with your natural eyes jesus said open your eyes and see the fields are ready i want you to know this morning when you don't feel like worshiping that's when you need to worship When you don't feel like opening your mouth, when you don't feel like raising your hands, when you don't feel like you like the song, that's when you worship. The devil wants you to be quiet. He doesn't want you to worship. The devil does not want you to worship. We'll scream for Alabama, but we won't scream holy. Come on. Hey, and I'm a fan. I'm just telling you. I'm a fan, but I'm telling you, I can scream holy. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So I'm looking for some Christians this morning who are ready to worship their king. Come on. Doesn't matter if you feel like it. Let's worship this morning. Come on. The devil doesn't want you to worship this morning. So I want you to worship louder. I want you to let, the, let hell hear you. Let the demons hear you. Let the earth hear you. Let the heavens hear you. Let our worship come to the Lord like a sweet aroma. (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know about you. It makes me just excited to think about God cracking a smile for my worship. I can't. Woo. Just telling you. I'm just telling you. Let's worship.
3: up this morning we're going to get loud in this place because we want him to feel us here at destiny church we want him to hear us here at destiny church so come on one more time can we get it up can we lift him up this morning come on can we give him what a king deserves in the house come on you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy come on holy oh we love you lord we love you lord we love you lord oh father you're so wonderful we thank you holy we thank you holy We thank you, Lord, and we worship you this morning. We cry out to you. We worship you. We praise you. Oh, Father, we thank you so much, and we love you. And we just give it all to you, all the praise, all the honor, all the glory this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, we all said amen. Let's go. One more time. Let's give him what he deserves. (laughs) Ha-ha! Yes, Lord. Thank you, holy. Thank you, holy, holy. Man, we're so excited you're here this morning. Find somebody you hadn't seen in a bit. Say hello and we'll be right back. good morning good morning good morning Morning, morning. come on how's everybody doing this morning all right all right all right we're good you can finish up your conversations as we uh, um, get started this morning that's right y'all know what that means take your (laughs) seats. I love it I love it I love it come on so so good morning everybody come on let's give a shout out to our online campus come on we love you guys Come on, thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, we absolutely love y'all. Look, I'm DJ Long. My wife, Jules, we get the, the, the awesome honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. And my wife is not with us this morning, so pray for me. Um, man, I am just lost right now. I'm, it's, been, it's been a long couple days. She'll, uh, she had to go be with her mama in Florida, so I know you're watching online. And, Mom, I know you're watching online. We're praying for you. We declare healing over your body right now in the name of Jesus. So she's going to be down there till Thursday. And then she'll fly back, so I'll be back to my normal self by then. Um, whew, she's starving me. I don't have any food. No, I'm just kidding. I'm literally, like, like, eating fast food and watching Netflix, and I'm hurting. But, <laughs> oh man, I, I love you, baby, and I miss you, and, and I'm going to do it without you. I'm just going to point down there, and you tell me, you know, if, if I'm doing it right. So we're good so and uh look if you're new here uh it's so exciting to see everybody but if you're new or you're you're coming back for the first time in a while fill out a connect card for us let us know you came this way we can reach out to you we can pray for you we can share information about the church Uh, i can't do that if you don't fill it out so please uh fill out that card so we can reach out to you and connect with you also if you want more information about destiny you can download our app it's out there you can just scan that thing right now on your phone that'll get you there you can go to the website but man that app and our website have all kinds of information about Destiny Church, so please take a little bit of time and check that out because all our small groups are on there, our small groups. Look, they're up and they're going strong, and if you hadn't checked them out yet, man, we have Bible studies, we have hiking groups, um, we have uh, we, we have groups that are uh, like talking about Israel and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to go up, we have gaming groups, uh, we, got, we, we got all kinds of stuff, um, so, there's amazing ways to get connected, so please take the time um we got one called Shadow Boxing going on right now that James is leading, so I don't know if that's physical or not, but it sounds cool <laughs> so uh you know I'm all about shadow boxing so uh, but but please check out all our small groups stay connected look this is not about just going to a group to to do something that they like to do It's about building a family it's about getting to know people it's about doing life together because that's what it's that's what we need to do here as a family so please do that. we had our uh, first step so if you're new to the church or you've been new to the church and you don't know much about um, destiny church yet uh, we have our first step class it was today at nine it'll be uh, the next one will be. Uh, October 24th at 9 and we just want that's where you get to sit down with me I get to tell you about Destiny Church get to talk about everything uh, that we're doing here at Destiny Church it's not the slide that's up on the screen but that is our next steps so thanks Kevin love you brother so what that is is that after you go through that then we we, we love fellowship we love all that but we also love discipleship and, and discipleship is not only done Uh, Through teaching, is done through relationship, but this is part of the teaching. So every single Sunday, the dates are up there. So starting next Sunday, we will have our spiritual gift assessment, if you hadn't done that yet. All that happens at 9 o'clock in the little uh, annex, the little trailer that's connected to our church over here on this side of the church. So that's set up for that. So if you want to do those things, if you're interested, this is not everybody needs to go through this. This is if something up there interests you and you want to learn more about that, please attend. You can sign up online. You'll be able to just show up at 9 o'clock. We would love to have you all just check it out because it's going to be an ongoing thing. It doesn't stop in November. This is going to be an every week thing, uh, and we're going to continue to roll through this. Um, So, Jen, if you didn't know, you're teaching next week. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, that's so good. I'm excited about that. Um, Also next week, what's really cool, we have a couple things going on. So uh, next Saturday, October 2nd, is our grill master and bake off picnic so come on out we're going to celebrate and I I meant to put this on I guess um, I guess I'm just going to wear this today because I am the reigning champ so if if you want one of these with 2020 on it you got to earn it this one's mine so I still have the ring so I might just preach with this on today uh, if you would like to participate or at least just show up, because I already know who's going to win, uh, but if you can show up uh, and you would like to be part of that, please sign up online, let us know, uh, and we have, to have, we have to get everything in there. All the, if you sign up online, we'll send you all the instructions. There's, there's different things, so if you're going to participate in that, we need to know you're going to participate, and we need to tell you what time to be there and what time the food's got to be turned in and what time the, the, the baked goods got to be turned in. You know last year I think one of the best baking goods that came in came in after the time limit so it didn't count. So you got to get it there in time for us to judge it. So so please go on go online and and, and sign up so that we know that you're going to be doing those things cuz I'm excited about it. I think this really fits good. It's been hanging on my wall for a while, like a year. Cuz it's mine. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know that, I it the tattoo on my arm has this date plus 2021, so I'm really praying that I get some uh, I get some love with that. But so come on out. That's going to be uh, next Saturday. Please come out and join us. Have fun with us. Um, it's just going to be a time of fellowship and all kinds of games and fishing and and man, we're just going to have a good time and hang out as a family. Can we do that? Uh, Weather is going to be beautiful. And you're like, yeah, but it's football. That's okay. We have TVs, and we will have all the games on. So. There you go. I answered all your questions. If that's what you're concerned about, it's taken care of. of Uh, That that is true. That is true. Towson State. um, Just absolutely love them. Um, (laughs) You're like, who is that? Don't worry. Uh, But yeah, so and also next week, here's even this is a little more serious. Next next Sunday is our baptism Sunday so I get real excited about baptism Sunday if that's you if if you haven't been baptized or you haven't been baptized in a while and you're like last time I got baptized I really had no clue what it was it was a systematic thing where they pushed me through and said that's next well here's the thing we baptize on Sunday right here next Sunday please sign up online we'd love to get you a cool t-shirt and all the the fun stuff that comes with it but man that is the next step that that's the next step in your walk so if you've recently accepted Jesus as as your Lord and Savior the next step is baptism we absolutely love it we celebrate it it's so good and and that's just what we're called to do we're called to go out and baptize people um so that's what we're going to do and we're going to do it next next sunday so we have a full just a fun-filled weekend so it starts with a picnic and then goes right into sunday with baptisms it's going to be celebration all along so that's pretty cool i'm excited over that and just to update you you know if you didn't know we were raising money for uh all the stuff to get done here in the church and and the new roof. So if you haven't seen a new roof, we have a brand new roof over on the trailer now. Thank you for that. Um, so good, man. You guys give. What I love about that is when we say we have a need, we understand as owners that we're going to take care of it, and you guys are, man, you just give. So if you still want to give to to those things, you know, it's uh, we, we're estimating around 17000 for all the repairs that have to happen now that we own the church, and and we're getting there. We're probably roughly right around 11,000 right now, so we're doing really good. Uh, we're going to continue. It's going to be good because I just know God's going to continue to bless us uh, and do amazing things through you. So if you want to contribute to that, then building fund, heart for the house, whatever you want to call it, it's out there. And you can give to that uh, to make sure we can take care of all those things. That's enough announcements. So you guys good with all that? Whew. I'm telling you, I just want to give a shout out to my baby. I love you. I could do that all day. We could just sit here. I'll just tell her I love her all day. And then you guys can come back next week. So, Father, come on. Touch my heart this morning. Come on, holy. Show up in a mighty way, Father. We love you. We thank you, Father. I ask that right now you pour into me, Father, something that needs to land on the ears of those sitting here, those watching online. So, Father, we ask you to just touch us this morning. Uh, Touch my heart. Let it be all of you and none of me, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen amen so man i am so uh i'm fired up about what god's doing in our house and um i i'm fired up about y'all because you guys are just phenomenal what he's been doing is working through us to build foundation and we've been in this um a complete we talk about foundation uh what's funny is that on our anniversary back in march we had someone saying i've shared this before but you know we had Several people come up to me and say, God told me to tell you. And whenever that happens, I take that seriously. <laughs> when God tells you something, you take it seriously. Um, but we had one of our brothers, DeMario, and he told me, he says, God told me to tell you to build. And I really thought that, you know, at that point, I'm like, man, we just got all the land. We just, you know, we were closing on the building. I'm like, build? You can't build when you're just buying a place. But what he was saying was God told him to tell me to build, which he meant was build a foundation. And he said, that, and, and that's what God's telling me is our church needs a foundation. It needed a better foundation than what we had. It needed something that, we could, that could sustain his glory, that the, the glory that kept showing up, the stuff we see all the time. He goes, I have, I have more for you, but you can't hold it right now. He goes, so I need you to build a foundation. And that foundation was through identity, and we talked about that for a while, and now faith. So identity plus your faith creates a foundation that can hold all that stuff. Okay, so this is why we've been, we've been in this. I think this is our fifth week on faith, but, but I believe that that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're building these things like concrete. We're connecting the, the identity and faith, and through that, through understanding who you are in him, knowing that you're beloved, that he loves you no matter what, and when you start with a beloved identity and then you walk into your faith and how you walk that out in your life, that's so powerful. When those two mix together, it's unstoppable, it becomes concrete. OK, in your walk. And that's what's going to be able to handle everything he wants to do in our life. So so we have to pick it up. I'm going to continue going in faith. And, and I just know he's and I'll share later how this got to me. But I was really confused for a bit on what he wanted me to talk about this week. Um, but it is faith. So we're going to pick it up there. But if you ever here's the thing, if you ever. Um, had complete trust in something. Like absolutely complete trust in something. I think about this as, uh, and I'll give you just examples. So, uh, when I was a young kid, I played baseball. I played baseball all through high school, but I started catching when I was young. And and when you when you're a catcher in baseball, they teach you how to how to get in the right position. But what they teach you is how to wear the gear, and they give you this gear, right? So you put on a chest protector, and you put on you know these shin guards, and you put on a mask and a helmet, and you've got a you've got a glove, and you're thinking, well, well. This doesn't seem safe. You know, you got this kid throwing the ball 70 to, you know, 90 miles an hour at you, and they give you all this stuff, and you have to trust. You have to have faith in the equipment, but it just doesn't come by putting it on. Because i tell you, it's scary when you get behind a plate, and then you've got somebody swinging a bat right next to you, and you're like, "Whoo! what's going to happen if they just kind of hit me? Right, So so you have to crouch behind this batter with a bat and you've got this, this ball coming in. And what they would do to train, and this is how I train too because they trained me that way. That's just It doesn't mean it's right. I'm just telling you. And what they would do to start off is they put all the gear on me and then they would sit there and throw tennis balls at me. And the tennis balls didn't hurt as bad. They hurt. But they didn't hurt as bad. So they were chunk tennis balls at you so that you could learn how to, to diamond up and square up and block. Because what you don't realize is that there's a lot of parts of your body that are exposed. Like they give you a chest pad and a helmet and a mask and a glove, but your arms are exposed, your sides are exposed, your thighs are exposed. So if you do it the wrong way, you're just going to get hurt. But through that process, they start with tennis balls, and what that does is it gives you confidence. It gives you faith in the equipment that they gave you. So then what they do is once you graduate from that is that they just start chunking a whole bunch of baseballs at you. And you learn as a catcher to block them and, and stop them and get in the way. You also learn that bruises are okay. Brakes are bad, but bruises are okay. And you can heal. Uh, but, but what it does, it gives you faith in the equipment. It didn't come by them telling me to put equipment on. It came by me actually wearing it, actually using it, actually walking in it. You understand? Hmm. And maybe that's not you. Maybe you're like, well, I don't understand that. Okay, how about golf? Just any golfers in here? One, two. Good. Okay, golf might not be it. Putt-putt. Anybody play putt-putt? There we go. Now we're a lot closer in putt-putt. But think about this. When you line up the putt-a-ball in putt-putt, sometimes you just go, that's going in. It don't matter. You just know it. Like when you step over it, you're like, no, oh, that's an easy one. You have faith in the equipment. And sometimes it's not. You know, when I'm on the golf course, there's some clubs in my bag where I'm just like, I know that's on. Like, I don't care. Give me the club. I'm going to put it right where it needs to be. It's good. Like, if you give me my gap wedge at about 70 yards, I'm going to drop it right where it needs to be, probably within five yards. I'm like, this is awesome. I said, I love it. Other clubs in my bag, I'm like, please don't let me hit this club. I don't know where the ball's going. It's going to be horrible. Okay? Once again, though, the only difference there is confidence. It's faith in what you can do with the equipment that's given you. It's confidence. You know, and, um. I'm just trying to relate this to you because I think this is, today is going to be kind of about you understanding this. Uh, I could go. anybody ride on an airplane? (laughs) How many of you to get tugged on an airplane and thrown in a seat and strapped down because you don't like it? No, you walk on and you get in an airplane, right? And you sit down and you're, you have faith in the fact that this huge machine that weighs as much as a house is going to take off fly through the air land somewhere else and you don't worry you're just like yeah we do this like this is awesome you have trust in a pilot that you don't even know you have no clue what training he's had you're you're <laughs> you're, you're you're trusting in in a in a in the mechanics who you have no clue if they did their job well you're not questioning any of that stuff. You have faith that when you bought a ticket, that everything's perfect. But so many people have faith and trusting in him. So many people just lack faith and trusting in him. It's trusting in his word. You know, and faith comes in all different ways, shapes and form. Um, like North Carolina State yesterday, they had a lot of faith. If I'm going to talk about a team, I'm going to talk about them, because I know there's no fans in here, other than the ones that don't like Clemson. (laughs) Just in case you didn't know, Clemson lost. (laughs) Not that that was a good thing, but North Carolina State um, took them down. They had a lot of faith, because I I actually watched part of that game, and and they missed several field goals that could have won the game. And when you go into double overtime, it's pretty serious. Uh, but it's kind of cool. So, uh, but here's the thing: faith is bigger than that, um, and faith in Him, Father, is so much bigger than all that stuff. But but it's trusting in Him, trusting in His Word, trusting in what He says He's going to do in the Bible, right? And, and so so the thing is: is can you walk in that every single day? Can you walk in the confidence? Can you have the confidence in your relationship and in your faith? Do you have the confidence to walk out every single day in complete faith that He's in control of everything? Because there's a lot of people that can't. There's a lot of people that fall short in this area. You know, so we're going to get into that today. That's what we're going to talk about. One of the best books to get into with this is uh, the book of Hebrews. So you you, go ahead, Ron. It's okay. (laughs) I think he was watching highlights of the game. I was like, I really didn't think you were going to go there, Ron. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever had somebody pull out their phone and watch somebody else's sermon while they're in church. Just didn't make any sense. I love you, brother. (laughs) So here's the thing. The book of Hebrews, this is written to a a group. when, when When you do the research on it, they're really writing to this group of Jewish Christians that are losing their faith. They're losing their faith. They're, they're wondering if they can actually um, do this. They're actually um, thinking about going back to, uh, to, to their old ways. They're, they're, they said this isn't good enough, and they want to go back. So, so the, the, the book of Hebrews, it talks about all that. There's a whole bunch of good stuff in there. I can't cover the whole thing, but here's the thing. Go in there and look at it because if you actually read in that book, you're going to see there's a lot of stuff in the book of Hebrews that applies to us today because they're going through stuff. They're going through situations. They're dealing with this lack of faith. They're dealing with things all around them that's pulling them away from their faith. And they're questioning it. Okay, and that's what we deal with today. We have so many Christians that are losing faith because of the circumstances in their life. Because they're just going through stuff. You know, and sometimes we just go through stuff. We just go through stuff. And it's what we do while we're going through the stuff that makes a difference. Is what we do and how we handle the stuff we're going through. Having faith doesn't mean things aren't going to happen to you. Having faith means that he's going to walk beside you as you go through those things. That's all that is. And we can't lose our confidence in that. We can't lose our confidence in him just because we don't see what's going on. And, And we deal with all kinds of stuff from loss to health to finances to relationships. There's all kinds of stuff that are going on right now in this world all kinds of stuff that's happening right now in this world, that there's several people that have walked away from their faith because they're like, well, if there is a God, really? If there is a God, really? Like this would all happen? It can all happen. (laughs) But we serve a faithful God. We serve a God that that has integrity, which means he's going to do what he said he's going to do problem is, is we don't know what he says. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know where to go get that information. They don't know they have to read the Bible. They don't know they have to have a personal relationship with him. They don't know they should be praying to him and communicating with him. They come to church, they hear a word, and then they go wonder why it's not happening in their life. But they haven't moved forward in their faith. They haven't, they haven't spent time with him. They haven't developed what needs to be developed. So what's the answer to everything we're facing in the world today? It's faith. Having faith will get you through anything if you let it. And trust me, I, I understand there's a lot of reasons out there. There's a lot of reasons why we should be um, concerned with things, but it has nothing to do with the fact that, that we should question God's integrity and what he says he's going to do. But it's so easy to get caught up in that. We just, we just can't allow that, that to happen in our lives and that to determine our faith. A couple things I realize, though. I can't teach you faith. I can't come up here on a Sunday and teach you faith. You can read about it. You can read about it in the Bible, but faith is something you have to experience. Faith is something you have to do. You you have to have faith to take the baby step and then the bigger step and then the bigger step. It's up to you. Okay, it's up to you to take those steps. You can't just be taught faith. You can't come in and get a teaching and walk out and say, man, I got it. You could, Look, that, you, could, you could have a complete transformation on who you are and the way you think and all that. I believe in that, but that's not usually how it works. How it works is you go out and you go, I need to trust you now, I guess. And then you have to trust him. You have to have faith in what he said, and you have to walk it out. Because faith is also a lifestyle, it's not an event. See, we think that faith is a one-time thing. Like when I get in trouble or something happens to me, well, I'm going to have faith Now. Now I'm going to pray. Now I'm going to ask God to come in and do what only he can do. Now it's going to happen. That's an event in your life. You're supposed to have faith throughout your life in a lifestyle. It's how we wake up in the morning and we give it to him. It's how we walk out of our house. All day long we're supposed to have faith and believe in him and believe in what he's saying about us and to us. But we usually wait for an event. We usually stand around and wait until something happens. And then we're like, all right, Lord, I have all my faith and trust in you. And he's like, yeah, but I was (laughs) I was even giving you a heads up about this. Like if you'd had faith enough to to be in relationship with me every day, you could have got out of this. And here's the kicker by not living in faith. You're calling God a liar. Think about that. He told you everything he's going to do. And he's true to his word. So, when, so when, when, when you walk away from that and say, I'm not going to live in faith, I don't believe you can do this, you're calling him a liar. You're questioning his integrity. That doesn't want to be the conversation I have. Like, sorry, Lord, thought you was lying about that one. All right, here's the thing we have to say father your word is true i know it's true because i've read it because you're 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 talking to me you're speaking to me we have a relationship but 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 faith isn't actually just thinking it's true faith isn't just saying it's true faith is actually doing something to prove it's true faith is an action Okay, faith is something we do. That's why it says we need to walk in faith. Not sit in faith. Not stand in one position in faith. Not talk about faith. He says you have to walk in faith. You have to do something in faith. So you have to walk it out. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. So you have to actually walk in it. There's a lot of people I can talk about right now that I've seen walk this out. A lot of people close to us and i've seen some amazing things in this past year through a ton of hurt and through a ton of loss in our church and through people going through stuff but i've seen some of the most amazing people walk through that and it looks like they don't have a scratch on them and you know you know it hurts it's not that there's not pain it's not that there's not sorrow and grief but it's that i have the faith to believe that god's with me in this so therefore, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to go crazy like everybody thinks I should go crazy. I'm going to have faith that it's his will. He's sovereign. He's the one. He makes the decisions. We're going to continue to pray. We're going to continue to surrender to that. But man, we have so many people that, remember what I talked about last week? We, we talked last week about faith rest. And when you have faith, that's why faith is so important. When you have faith, you can actually rest in peace knowing that he's in charge that you couldn't have done anything different, that he's in charge, that was his way. But see, we do that by having faith, by trusting in him, giving everything to him. And there's so many people I could, you know, I got to experience another one this, uh, this weekend. If you didn't know Aiden's father, we talked about that. His dad passed and went to his funeral on Friday. And I watched a young man get up on stage. And if there was anybody that could steal a show somewhere, it's him. And he was just like, man, I'm going to chip off the old block, man. This is me. And he's talking about his dad. And, and I'm sitting here going, wow. Like, and, and this is the kid that comes in our youth group. And he comes up here and he dances and he praises and he worships. It's part of his life. It's who he is. He has faith. And it's not that he's not hurting because we've talked to him. He just says, I'm going to live by faith. That's all I can do. He goes, I don't have answers to all this stuff. But man, I can have faith that God's in charge. He still is. He's he's still on the throne. So faith is 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 that it's you know there. Another thing I get amazed at, and this is simplistic. um, You want to see faith? I I I love to watch faith when I see people give out of faith. To me, that's the most amazing thing. And uh, and and this is not a sermon on tithing. I don't I don't. That's that's between you and God. This is a serving, uh, I, I want to show you, talk to you about faith because there's so many people that will come up that, that, that probably in their lifestyle shouldn't be giving because they're trying to survive. But they are giving because of faith, because they know and they trust that, that God will provide for them. But in faith they give. You know, and the Bible talks about that. We'll go to Mark, uh, before I get to Hebrews, we'll go to Mark 12, 41 through 44. And you've heard this before, but it ties into faith. And it says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, coins only worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more, put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, putting in everything. All she had to live on. Man, come on. Talk about walking in faith. That's like the first step. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, when I started coming to church, giving was probably the toughest thing because I was a new Christian and and all they talked about was 10%. And I was like, where do I get 10% from? I was like, I don't even have 10%. (laughs) Like like 10% of what's left over? So I can throw like a quarter in the bucket? (laughs) I was like, that works and they're like, no, ten percent of what you get, and they really never taught me on that. But what I taught myself is I got to have faith to take baby steps, you know. So I was like, well, I'll start giving, and then first I was, you know, whatever's in my pocket that day. And some days you're like, we got a lot of cash, leave that home, <laughs> you know. Give me the twenty dollar bill. That's all. I want to walk into church with the right amount, <laughs> you know. But then I started giving percentage wise, and I just walked it up. And as I started having faith to give. He started providing. And I'm like, how is it that we're giving? We're giving more than we've ever given. And he keeps providing more and more. I was like, it's it's having the faith to, to trust the one thing that we're so close to. And that's our finances. Like, like we are so close-knit to our money. We're like, that's, that's mine. I earned that. I worked for that. And you want me to, to give it to somebody else? No, we want you to give it to him. And he, he's, he doesn't need your money. Like, honestly, if God wanted to do something big, he's going to do it. But what he says, I want you to trust me. I want you to have faith. And this is what rules most people uh, in our world is money, is finances. So he says, if I can get a hold of that, I can get a hold of everything else. If you just give me that, I'll change your world. So, But, but there's other. There's, there's tons here in the, in the Bible, and I'll go through some. In 2 Kings, I'm not going to read the scripture, but in 2 Kings, there's a widow that, um, that her husband died, and she was going to lose her two sons to slavery. Right? And, and, and she goes to, uh, I think it's uh, Elisha, she goes to Elisha and says, hey, I, I, the, the, the debt collectors are coming to collect his debt. Like, I have nothing, I, I have nothing. And she goes, all I have is this small jar of oil. That's all I got left. And he says, well, do me a favor, go get all the other oil jars from your friends, have them give you jars and start pouring your oil into those. And he goes, it'll never stop flowing. And oil was so important back then. Right, Because oil, was they, they could sell that. That was everything. That was money. And so what she did is she did exactly what he, what he said. Why? Because she had faith. She knew he was a man of God. And she believed in God, so she goes, fine. Could you imagine that? Hey, give me your empty jar. And your kids are looking at you, and you're like, I'm going to pour this one in all those. <laughs> but it worked. and he, The only reason why the oil stopped flowing was because she ran out of jars. And then she had enough money to pay all the debts and the keep going. Right. So she had to have faith to believe in something that just didn't make sense. Like, why would God say that? Because he's trying to show you that he can do amazing things if you just let him, if you just have faith to trust him in it. So she paid all her debts that way. But, you know, when you hear that, it sounds crazy. But that's the problem is that we think that when God tells us something that's above and beyond, it sounds crazy. That's something we would have never thought to do. We start to pick and choose. And we go, I want to believe you in this, but not this. Like, like this one's easy. Like, I believe in this one because, man, this, this one's, this one's really easy. But you want me to do what? You, you want me to, to sell my entire house and, and pull my kids and tell my kids to leave their friends and sell everything I own and move to Alabama so I can hang out in a church with people that we really don't know? Yes. And we have people coming in in a couple weeks that will be, that are moving from another state because God told them to move to Alabama to be part of what's going on. And he quit his job, and he's sold his house, and he's got his kids and wife, and they're just moving here. (laughs) That's faith. That's faith to listen and have a relationship with him when he tells you to do something that just doesn't make sense. Sometimes you have to trust him. And say, all right, Lord, if that's you. See, you've got to listen to his voice, though. You've got to make sure it's him who's speaking. But when you know his voice, because of how close you are to him, you can believe that and you can walk out in faith and he's going to provide and he's going to take care of you. He's going to guide you and lead you. Does that mean it's going to be smooth sailing? Absolutely not. It just means that you're doing my will, so I have your back. I'm going to take care of you. But, yeah, we don't get to pick and choose when we have faith. We have to have bold faith all the time, and that's going to give us that rest. So I want to get into Hebrews because um, it is a foundational teaching. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, I'll read through it, and then we'll break it down a little bit. I'm going to read from the Passion. Um, I just love the Passion now, so that's what I'm reading out of right now. And uh, So if you haven't got one, you can check one out. If you don't want to, don't. Um, but it starts out in verse, verse 1. It says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is also the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated or co- yeah, coordinated, by the power of God's word. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. Come on, that's powerful right there. If you, if you read through this, go in. You've probably heard it a different way because you know, it'll sound different in every Bible you read. But it says, now faith, in verse 1, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation. Here we are talking about foundation. And faith becomes the foundation needed to acquire all things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So what are hopes? These hopes we have. Hope Hope is a feeling or expectation or desire for a certain thing to happen. So we have an expectation. We have a desire for something to happen. And that's defined as hope. So, But there, in the, if you want to put that in, in Bible terms, hope is confident expectation of what God has promised. Confident expectation Of what God has promised you. Which is awesome. If you know what God's promised you. See a lot of times we think. Just because we ask for something. We should get it. Because we have faith. It doesn't say anything you ask for. He says what God promises you. It's his will. So let him speak to you. And then, so, so this hope is confident in expectation of what God promised you and its strength is in his faithfulness. He's so faithful, that's what strengthens those promises because he is so faithful. So faith becomes the foundation. It's, it's like cement. So, so you have to have that. You have to have hope plus realities plus his promises and his faithfulness is the foundation. And that's the evidence. See, faith brings our hope into reality that's what it says faith brings our hopes into reality so you need to understand first what God promises you and then you do that through that relationship through his word through hearing his voice through recognizing his voice through talking to people that's okay I believe sometimes God gives me a word and I'm like uh I don't know if that's the right word so I go to counsel (laughs) I'm like and I don't say God told me that's sometimes the worst thing to say because if you come to me and say God told me what do you want me to say? If you know God's voice and he told you to do something, uh, I can't cross that off. I pretty much go, good luck, if that's what he taught. How can we help? <laughs> right? But if you come to me and say, will you pray about this? I think God might be speaking to me about something. Now I can inject and go, well, let's pray about it. Let's see if I get a word about it. Let's see, you know, if he continues to give you word, let's see if there's clarity in it. Right? But so, so you take it to counsel. That's fine. But trust me, if you say, God told me, well, you win. That's like the ultimate trump card. Like God told me, okay, who, who, who am I? <laughs> I'm just a servant. <laughs> it's like, whatever. If he tells you to do it, do it. So, uh, but that's, that's kind of where, where it all starts. Is so you got to depend upon uh, him to give you the word. And then you have to follow that up with faith, believing in what he's telling you. Sorry, I just lost my spot. There we go. (laughs) It's not because iPads are horrible. It's because my fingers touch everything. (laughs) And when you touch one thing, the screen's not locked. It just disappears. And you're like, oh. I'll figure it out later on when I go back through my notes. But yes, um, so when we live by faith, we actually get to experience God's will come to pass. When you live by faith and you have that faith, you will experience his will. Why? Because he's true to it. If he told you to do something, he's going to stick it out. He's going to do his part. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. It might not be next year. But he says, if I've given you something, if I've told you something, if I have promised you, um, then it will come to pass. But you have to have your your faith. So you need faith um, to build a foundation. And how do you build a foundation of faith? So if you need faith to build a foundation, how do you build a foundation of faith? To build a foundation. So you're doing a lot of building here. That's so how it all gets together. So you take what you believe about God and mix it with what you do with that belief. So you take what you believe, what he told you, and then you mix it with what you actually do about it. That's faith. That's walking in faith. That's, what, that's how it cements a foundation. Okay? You can't take it and just sit on it and do nothing. Right. We've talked about that it's it's what are you going to do with what he's telling you because God is real he's powerful he's wonderful He's he loves you he wants good things for you he's telling you things because he wants to speak to you he wants to guide you he wants what's good for you but you have to have the faith to walk out on what he's telling you but you don't experience any of that until you actually start walking in it so it's kind of like uh, being sick I'm horrible at this so when I get sick I don't go to the doctor <laughs> I know and not because I go to all the people to pray for me. That's not it. I don't like doctors. <laughs> right? So, so when you get sick, I go to the doctors, and when, when they force me to go, they give me you know, prescriptions, and they say, this is what's wrong with you. So, so they give me a prescription, and then I have to go turn that into the pharmacy, and then I get medicine. right? So, so one, I'm believing, once again, somebody that I don't know, that, that they are smart enough to tell me what's wrong with me, And then they're going to prescribe a medicine that I don't know if that medicine works for me. I've got to trust them. I've got to have faith in the doctor that I don't know (laughs) that that they're going to prescribe the right thing. And then I've got to trust in the pharmacy that they're going to put the right medicine in the right bottle. Right. Which I can do all that. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm, I'm fine with that. My problem is I never take the medicine so faith is kind of like that i can go to the doctor and go ask for things and they can tell me what's wrong and they can give me my medicine and i can walk around holding my medicine all day long and i don't get better i can put it on my nightstand and stare at it and i don't get better i have to physically take it i have to actually take what they're giving me and that's how faith is a lot of times we'll go to him and say hey I need something, what's wrong? And he'll tell us what to do. And we walk around holding it in our hands, thinking that things are gonna be better because he gave it to us. But we didn't do anything with it. You didn't take it. (laughs) You you didn't do what you were supposed to do with it. You just walked around with it. You you wrote it in a journal and you put it on your nightstand and said, yeah. And that happens. It happens all the time. I I open up my journal sometimes and I'm like, oh. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I hope I get a second chance on that one, you know, because I, I feel sometimes he tells us to do stuff and we don't always do what he asks us to do. Good thing we we serve a loving God, compassionate God who's full of grace and mercy. And he's like, he's like, OK, you didn't hear me the first time. Let me tell you again. And then, and, and then let me open your ears better. So you actually have to do this and that's how he's going to speak to you. So go to verse two. It says this testimony of faith is what what what. Uh, previous generations were commended for so why do you think they're telling the hebrews that this testimony of faith is what previous generations were he says there's testimonies in the word so back then you know there's testimonies of generations before you elders before you people before you there's testimonies of faith testimonies of what god's doing because he told him to do it and then he took care of him the bible is full of it like Like, read the Bible and see how many people God tells to do something, and when they do it, he's right there beside them taking care of them. It's all over the Bible. He goes, there's tons of testimonies and testimonies after testimony. So if it worked for them, it'll work for you. And some of their stuff he told them to do was a lot worse than yours. The whole circumcision thing was just not cool. A lot of faith going into that one. That's not even in my notes that was added. <laughs> One of the first things that popped in my head, I was like, man, Lord. <laughs> but here's the thing. I want to talk about the, you know, this, this story, but it's a um, Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego. And when I think about these three, these are three men from the tribe of Judah chosen to serve a king of Babylon, right? Because he took over Jerusalem. So, so he takes them over, and I'll, get, I'll have some scripture, but I've got to give the, the, the context of this. So um, what the king does is, is he makes an idol of gold and says, Hey, um, I'm going to play music, and when I play music, everybody's going to bow down. You're going to worship the idol. Well, these three guys, uh, whose names are changed, these three guys, they understand that I'm not supposed to worship anybody but my God. He told me that. He promised me that. So they said, We're not going to do it. So the king gathers them and says, you're going to bow down. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> he goes, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. And they're like, whatever. <laughs> like, I trust our God. He said he, he's going to be with us, and we're not going to be harmed. So go ahead. And, and that's where I'll pick it up, Daniel 3.16. I actually wanted to cover the book of Daniel for Daniel. Just makes him feel better. Searched hard for this one. <laughs> So it says in verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do, not, or we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from, from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, I love how he's polite like that. <laughs> We're not doing it, Your majesty. That we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. He says, I don't care. I ain't doing it. And he's polite while they're telling him that. So that's what they tell him. And what's he do? If if you don't know the story, it's awesome, but you can go back in and read it. Um, Throw him in the fire. right? And who's in there with him? The man. (laughs) And they're like, there's a fourth in there. Kind of looks like the son of God. (laughs) And they're like, whoa. And it changes everything. So their faith actually shifts the faith of many people because they come out not even touched. But could you imagine that point when you're looking at your friends? I wonder which one of the three were more faithful. You like your friends? Do you trust them? (laughs) Be like, hey, guys, trust me on this one. Throw us in the furnace. (laughs) I'm sure somebody had more faith than the other one. But I want that kind of faith to say, oh, man, Lord, whatever you say, you'll take care of me. You got it. And they, they were walking in rest. They, 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 they had faith rest. They, they were saying, look, Lord, we're good. They can throw us in the furnace. But either way, <laughs> we're going to be at peace. Be it your will. And they understood that, that if, if, if it was their will to die at that moment, then they were going to die. But they were going to do it obeying their Lord, having faith in what he asked them to do. So that's the thing. We have to be all in sometimes. And the problem is is that that we aren't all in. Did I say sometimes? No, I said all in all the time, right? Just wanted to check. <laughs> because there are some times when we're not. And there are some times when we go, oh, but I trusted you on this, but that one's a little too much. You know, I trusted you on this, but this one's a little too much. There are some things that you just have to have faith that that he's going to take care of you. And when you do those things, when you take those steps of faith, guess what? He shows up more and more and more, and his promises keep showing up, and he has provision for you, and he takes care of you. So in uh, Hebrews eleven thirty-two through 34, Hebrews eleven thirty-two through 34, it says, And what more could I say to convince you? For there is not enough time to tell you of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, jephthah david samuel and the prophets through faith power they conquered kingdoms and established true justice their faith fastened onto their promises and pulled them into reality it was faith that shut the mouth of mouths of lions put out the power of raging fire and caused many to escape certain death by the sword although weak their faith imparted power to make them strong Faith sparked courage within them, and they began, became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into battle array. Come on, I love when you when you read that. It's it's they were weak, but their faith empowered them to be strong. You know, it just started popping in my head all the things that it, as you read the Bible and all the stories of angels' armies coming when people were they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And they're like, "Well, just look over there. It's a whole angel." The army of angels, and you're like, wow, but it's their faith that empowered them to do all these things. See, he has integrity. No matter what circumstance we're going through, God has integrity, and he says he'll do what he's going to do. And we need to trust that he's going to do it. You just can't fake it till you make it. you got to have faith. There's a lot of people that can talk it. They can read it. They can sing it, but they can't walk it. And he says, you can't do all those things. You need to walk it out. That's what's going to get you where you need to go. You have to believe and have faith in his word. Verse 3 from Hebrews eleven, three. 3, it says, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. Come on. He created a world you can see. And it was somebody you can't see. So you have to have faith to believe that sometimes you're not going to see everything he's willing to do. And here, he created a world. He, he, he spoke a rhema word. It was an utterance. He, 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 he spoke it, and that alone created. But we have a problem. I mean, he created this. And we have a problem going, oh, man, my knee's a little sore. All right. <laughs> Lord, can you heal me? Like, I I have a problem with faith that, that in the little things in life that we think is important. He's like, I spoke the world into existence. I can do all things. If you'll just believe in me and have faith. We just fail to believe that he'll do it for us. We think he'll do it for everybody else. We're like, but look at them. And good things happen to them and good things happen. Well, where's your faith? Where's your relationship? Where's your discipline? Where's your study? Where's your time with him? Where's your relationship? Hmm. Because God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. What he did before, he can do today and he'll do in the future. He doesn't change. He's always there. But here's the problem. See, and I don't even know if I should get into this. So we have, ah, Lord, we have educated ourselves out of faith. We send our kids to college, which is great. Uh, uh, college, there's nothing wrong with college, and they get in all these classes and they teach about evolution. And they grab our kids and they say, "But this is what this guy that you don't know who wrote a book that you don't understand, um, so so you believe that now." And our kids come back. I deal with this. Our kids come back and go, uh, but, and then I go, yeah, but you won't read the Bible, which you say because you don't understand, (laughs) but the person who wrote it, you know, because he's touching your heart every day, so you know the author, you know the creator, and all you have to do is believe it the same way you're believing what they're teaching you, but this is what we're doing. is is, is we push our kids into that and and we're losing faith the world's losing faith because they're believing in other things and we got to be cautious about that and i don't know why i wanted to get into that so (laughs) but here's the thing the bible's been proven okay the bible's been proven and and we got to trust the author when i think about what's the 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 you, you know what the the most read book and purchased book is in the world? The Bible. Over 5 billion copies have been sold and bought. Tell me an author that has over 5 billion copies of their book being read, that things are coming, like everything written in it, you see them now, they start popping up. You're like, well, there's that, there's that, there's that. So there's proof in the Bible and we still have people that go, I don't know. My professor told me that we all started like slime (laughs) not that i don't believe that 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 certain things in life you know have you know we honestly if you think about it like we used to be a lot shorter (laughs) right but we're getting taller now everybody's getting bigger but i think that's due to steroids and all the food and stuff (laughs) but (laughs) my own theories on all that stuff but But here's the thing: we got to we got to once again dig in and teach faith, teach the word, teach the Bible, um, grow in relationship with that, uh, so you can believe and you can have faith. Because we're putting our faith in too many other things, other than Him and who He is. So I was uh, I was struggling this week with all this because I was uh, I really God, there's been a lot going on, and my wife left, and I dropped her off Thursday, and I'm like, Lord, I'm just confused. how would you send my wife to go spend a week with her mom? (laughs) That just doesn't make any sense. Um, But I got to trust him. And and so I'm like, Lord, what what do you want me to do? What what do you want want me to speak on this weekend? And uh, so Thursday, which is my study day, so this is where it got confusing. Thursday, I had to drop her off the airport, came by the church, had to go buy a printer, had to do all this stuff, had to go back home, had to go to, I mean, I had things, everything just kept piling up. And I'm like, so I lost my study day. I said, I'll just move it to Friday. Well, on Thursday, I, I, I'm i begging for God in the morning. In my prayer time, I was like, Lord, show me. Like, give me something right now you want me to talk about. And he didn't answer me, I thought. And so I go to the the store, and I park, and I go in to get whatever I got to get, and I come back out, and there's the lady parked next to me. I walk by her, and I go in into my truck, and she's like, sir. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I have these life preservers in my car they've been sitting here they're brand new i got these life preservers they're right here and uh she's like uh she goes hey can you uh she goes do you have any kids that could use these and i was like uh no i go but i am a pastor so i have a church (laughs) so i'm sure somebody could use them and i'm like i'm like cool we'll take them and so i throw them in my truck and I'm driving around all day. Lord, speak to me. What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> Father, what do you want me to talk about? And then Friday comes, and I go over and have dinner with Brother Bo, and I still don't know what I'm going to talk about. And I pick up his kids, and we drive to the ball game, and, and Jesse's like, hey, what are those things? I'm like, those are life preservers. Throw them in the back. Somebody gave them to me. Some random lady at the store gave them to me. <laughs> so they throw them in the back. And then Saturday morning, yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'm locking myself in my house. And thank Thank the Lord there's no good football on, (laughs) so I'm just going to shut the TV down, and Lord, just speak to me. And about 8 o'clock last night, he goes, I gave you the life preservers. And I was like, that doesn't help me, Lord. Like, life preservers. But when he said that, I started thinking about this and i was like man i remember life preservers and i remember my kids and i remember when i tried to teach my kids how to swim you know some of the first things we put on our kids are life preservers and we have a boat so our kids grew up on a boat so we got used to life preservers and uh, we'd take them on the boat and they you know if you wanted a kid to either jump off a diving board into a pool you know you would put them in a life preserver because they trust that Somebody told you it floats. They put it on. And now you still have to get your kids with a life preserver on to actually jump in the water, right? So I imagine that. So I have uh, my kid on a life preserver. And if they're going to jump off a diving board, because that's usually the hardest thing to do. They've got this life preserver on and they go to the edge. And you're out there treading water because, you know, you're not in like knee deep water. No, you're in like, you know, 10 feet of water. And you're just like, come on. I got you. Just have faith and jump. And they're like. No, <laughs> like they're standing there and you're just treading water and you're like, please. And they're like, well, if you come closer, I'll jump. So you swim a little bit closer and, 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 you know, they lean over and then they jump in the water with this life preserver and they realize that they can float. And they realize that you were right there and you caught them. Right? And then it started taking me down a trail in my head. And and I and, and this probably doesn't make any sense to any of this, but he, I, he just wants me to tell. But I, but I was like, I started thinking about babies. You know, babies are born able to swim and float. Like you can take a newborn baby, throw them in the water, and they know how to turn over and float. So it's not that we don't know how to float or swim. It's that we're just not used to it, and we don't have faith in it to jump so so here's my kids they would do this and then what they would do is that they would get out of the water and they would run back up and they'd come over and they'd wait less and then they'd jump back in and then you'd catch them right and then they keep doing it to the point to where you were pretty much not even paying attention and they're running up on the diving board and jumping in like you're still gonna catch them right and they're just jumping in like where are you <laughs> right and they're like you were there all the time and and they would jump in and then they would float and then they would get brave and take off the life preserver. And when they took that off, they'd call you back in. (laughs) Like, like, okay, I'm ready to do this without a life preserver. Then they would jump, and the same thing would happen. And and when he brought me that memory, I said, thank you, Lord, because that's faith. He goes, I told you about that, that I'm your life preserver. He goes, if you would just wrap my word and wrap my promises around you, I'm sitting in the water calling you to me. He goes, I'm sitting there saying, jump, I'm right here. I'm not going to go anywhere. And the same thing happens. We have to take a leap. We have to jump off the diving board. We have to actually take a step of faith to trust in him. And once we do it the first time, we find out how good it is, and we run out, and we run back up, and we're like, I want to do it again. And then pretty soon we're taking off the life preserver, and we're just all in faith, and then guess what? Once you learn how to do that, it never stops. You don't walk away from it. Like, I know how to jump off a diving board. I don't always do it because gravity has taken over, (laughs) but I know how to do it, and I'm not fearful of it, and I trust in him, and I trust in his word, and it's just built, and it's ingrained in me because the more you have faith and the more you jump, the more he's there to pick you up, and I was like, all right, Lord, I wish I would have listened earlier. I could have put all this stuff together while I was just sitting around listening to worship music. But see, I didn't have faith enough to believe that he was going to give me a word. He was like, "You just weren't listening, man." I brought some random woman up, parked her right next to you, put brand new life preservers in her car, and she randomly asked you if you want them. Like, think about it. It's all me. <laughs> he was like, "You just didn't have faith, and you're questioning how I was going to speak to you because you're so used to me doing it a different way." See, the good part about faith is you grow in it and you learn how to listen in different ways. Um. So it was a great lesson, and when he said that, I was like, wow. So that was kind of cool. So if you're watching online, thank you. Um, the Lord obviously spoke to her. So who needs life preservers, anybody? If anybody needs them, they'll be up here. Come get them later. I <laughs> thought we are giving them to the church. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not lying. Like, this lady, this is just what happens. So, um, But he's, he's convincing. He's begging for you. And, and I really believe right now um, here, we, we still have people that are staring at him on a diving board. We have people in here that that God has called you to jump and you're just contemplating. And you're sitting there going, what am I supposed to do? And he says, just have faith. I'm right here. And if you jump, I'll catch you. I'm not going to let you go down. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to take you to the edge and I'm going to say, do it again. We have a problem with that, you know. We have a problem with that. But we need to trust him. We need to trust in God. And some of you are are jumping, but you still have your life preserver on. You still have the jacket on. And he says, that's because you're still in the baby stages of this. He goes, and it's time to grow. I'm stretching you. I need you to take off the jacket. And it's time to trust me even more. Because you've been good, but you've been sitting there with that jacket on way too long. You ever seen one of those people, like fat guy, little jacket type thing? <laughs> he's like it's time to take the jacket off take off the life preserver and jump in all in and pretty soon you're going to realize that he won't even have to call you into that like you're going to hear his voice and you're going to go you're going to hear his voice and you're going to jump and that's what he wants from us he wants us to be the, the people standing in front of the furnace going is that you Lord okay cool we're going like not even a question not even a thought you know not even a thought he wants you to draw closer. And that's what I loved about it. Because, you know, when your kids say, come a little closer. He's just like, come a little closer. He's like, if you want, you, you want to have more faith, come a little closer to me. Draw a little closer to me. Get closer to me. Build, build a relationship with me. Spend more time with me. And I'll show you how easy it is to jump when you hear my voice. When you hear it. So draw close to him. Jump in the pool with everything you have. With all your faith experience the confident rest knowing that that he's right there to catch you he's right there to guide you he's not going to leave you he's never going to forsake you and his promises are yes and amen amen come on you guys get something out of this today come on Whew. so if we could i'd just like to have a uh, if we have prayer partners come on up um look i i know um I'd tell you to stand, but then Kevin comes up here. So um. (laughs) So you can stay seated right now. I just want you to think about this. Where are you? Where are you in your walk? Where are you in your faith? What's God been telling you to do that you just aren't doing? And it's not because you're being disobedient. It's because you lack the faith to do it. Because if he told you to do it, he's going to give you provision to do it. He's going to take care of you. He's going to guide you. So wherever you're at in that, I don't know. I don't know where that is in your life, but I don't want you to leave here today carrying that with you. I want to be able to pray for you. I want to. I want our prayer team to pray for you. Uh, I want you to be able to walk out of here free from, from that and say, you know what, it's time. It's time for me to put on a life preserver and walk up to the board, or maybe it's time for me to to actually take the life preserver off and jump all in. I don't know where that is for you, but I just know God's speaking to your heart this morning I don't want you to walk out of here without people praying over you and loving on you so father we surrender this to you today father we thank you for your word we thank you for how uh you just continue to pour into us and and give us promises lord and and we thank you that you're always there to catch us father so so father we pray right now that our ears be open our heart be open to you and your voice and what you want us to do and father we ask for bold faith right now bold faith to do what you asked us to do father i just pray right now that that those that that need you know a little push that lord there's a push there father i ask for those that that are ready to take off the life preserver that they that they take that step of faith and take it off lord so they can they can jump all in with you father god i ask you to strengthen our faith in that way in jesus name there's some people here where you understand throughout that entire thing and this is for those watching online too there's a relationship involved in that faith comes through relationship you've got to know who he is you've got to accept him into your heart you've got to accept him to start doing things in your life that doesn't happen by by, by not knowing somebody so you need to know him you need to invite him into your life you know, Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says for it is by grace you've been saved through faith through faith it's not from yourself it's a gift from God Not by works that nobody can boast. So you got to have faith to believe, faith to believe in Him, and faith to do what He asks you to do. So if that's you this morning, you wanna, you wanna make that commitment. You can do that right where you're at in your heart, and just just release it to Him and accept Him. And come on up here. You can talk to anybody in the prayer partners up here. They'd love to pray over you. Um, And then next week is our baptism, so it's perfect. You get to go from one step to the next with no weight <laughs> so but i just release that to you so father touch them lord if, if you're speaking to their heart for somebody that doesn't know you lord i ask that you just man you just wreck them today right where they're at lord that you just show them your heart you wrap your arms around them lord and father just change the way they think change their minds father god i ask that they receive you right now lord and i just pray you touch them touch them in a mighty way in jesus name Amen, amen. I'll turn it over to Kevin. I love you all. I'll see you next week.
2: All righty. Hello. Can you hear me? Not yet. Good morning. Hello. Hello. I'm pretty loud. I mean, you'll be able to hear me anyways. All right, I think there you go. Um, So you guys go ahead and stand to your feet. See, Pastor DJ was helping. And before I get serious, I just want you to know what I would like to say in the words of, you know, Alabamians, bless your heart. Count yourself blessed. Because if you're a Mexican, your kid would have thrown you, your parent would have thrown you straight into the pool. Just saying. I know some country folk are kind of like Mexicans. They do the same thing. But my daddy said, uh, jump. He just pushed me in. I was like, look at this water. It's so, ugh. And I was just in. I mean, my dad, so I had no choice. But uh, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) we're going to get serious. We're going to get serious. Oh, God is so good. You know, I love having fun. And I especially like having fun in the house of the Lord. Uh, If we can't be a family and laugh together, then, you know, we're just not doing it right. Uh, Because we're here to love each other and just have fun. uh, and, And have joy as we leave this place. Because if you don't have joy to leave this place, you know, when you sit down next to that waiter, you ain't going to have no joy. And then she's not going to like Christians. Um, hey, it's the truth. Most waiters don't like Christians. Y'all know that. I've told you that. Um, but you know what? It's our job to change that. It's our job to change that. Uh, so this morning, as we get ready to, to, to talk about offering, as we get ready to worship with our tithes and our offering, I want to... Um, my young brother here. <laughs> All right, Brian, he's going to go ahead and uh, read. Brian's going to read Malachi. Y'all ready for this? Malachi, you guys are, you know, offering, but but it's a different verse. I know most people go to Malachi 3, but it's not. So I just want you to read this verse for us. Uh, Brian, go ahead. I, want you to...
4: I have loved you, says the Lord, but how you ask, how have you loved us, was not Esau's Jacob? Esau, Jason, Jacob's brother, declares the Lord, yet I have loved Jacob.
2: Amen. So this morning, I, as I was, uh, we, me and Brian were like, oh man, let's, let's pick a verse this morning for, uh, for offering. And we're going through it, and then, you know, Pastor DJ's, you know, talking about offering as well. And, and I just heard, I just, when, when I was reading this, the, the words just jumped out. And I just heard the the Lord say, I have loved you. You know, I don't have to hammer down anything about offering because you guys give. You you guys know how to give. You love to give. God's given you just a, a grateful and giving heart. So I love the fact that I don't have to, you know, push that on you guys. But I want you to know this morning that God is in love with you. Not only does he love you, he's in love with you absolutely in love with you. So this morning, I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And if I can be as bold, you know, from the bottom of God's heart, thank you. Thank you for loving him. Thank you for not withholding that, that people hold so dear, you know, money. It's not that big a deal to me, but I know a lot of people, you know, they're, it's a big deal, but thank you for not withholding that. Thank you for loving him. Thank you for trusting him. Thank you for having faith.
5: Like Kevin said, um, we have a great family that loves to give. Um, we were actually talking, and I saw a scripture that said hilarious uh, generosity, and it reminded me of this family that people might think you guys are crazy for giving. That might think our family's crazy for giving, but it's just for the kingdom of God. And it might look funny to other people. They might make fun of us, but we don't think it's funny. We know how serious it is to give and what we're giving to. Um, And as Pastor DJ was talking, I felt like he was talking to me. And how Kevin said, I feel like he just pushed me. He's like, go to the pool. (laughs) There you go. But just a quick little testimony on us. Um, When we first started following Christ, and that was about 10 years ago, I thought it was good, but then Kevin brought up money and he was like, we need to give 10%. And I'm the planner and I'm looking at bills and I'm like, there's no way that we can give that and make it. Um, But I'm telling you now, 10 years later, that we always have had what we need. It may not have been a lot. Um, We have three kids. (laughs) But every time he's provided and how DJ's talking about the faith, it's like a muscle. So now, 10 years later, when I didn't know how to give, I give so easily. But that's God working through me and through each one of you. And like I'm saying, you guys are a family of giving, but there might be someone in here that's like me 10 years ago, that you struggle with giving. And I'm telling you, if you give it to God and you just have that faith to just jump, he will provide. You might not have it all, but you will have what you need at the right time and for other people. So I'll just pray over offering this morning. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for this house. I thank you for the generous hearts that you have provided, Father God. And I also pray for anyone struggling to give, Father God, that you will show them that you are good. You are a good father. You are a good provider that they won't lack anything that they need. That you will provide physically, spiritually, Father. That you would give them signs and visions and dreams of how good you are. That once they give, they will see right away how good that seed is, Father God. And we just thank you for this house. We thank you for the giving. We thank you for the tithes that you would multiply that and to the generations to come into to this house that we will never need because we trust and have faith in your word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen.
2: Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Woo. She knows how to make me cry. Um, so as we get ready to give, uh, I just want you guys to know that you can give on your way out. There'll be ushers at the door and you can give that way. Uh, I want to thank you for coming this morning. Don't forget that our prayer partners will still be up here. And so don't leave needing prayer. Never leave this house needing prayer because there's people up here that want to pray for you. And these people are full of faith and we believe. And so whatever you need, God is willing and God is able. So we love you guys. God bless you. We hope to see you next week.